you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Sydney. I'm Shanae. I'm sick, so it's going to sound like it. There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> How's your weekend going? I'm tired. It's been a long weekend. I moved. And that's it. <laughs> okay. That was my weekend, though. Really. I know. I know, but I thought... I really thought something was wrong with my arms this morning because they was hurting so bad. I'm like, am I going to have to go to the doctor? And then I remembered that we was moving yesterday. I was like, oh, I'm just using muscles I'm not used to using. <laughs> yeah, my knees hurt. Yeah. My knees feel like I've been partying all night <laughs> and I have not. I've just been going up and down the steps. Yeah, but I mean, we got so much done. So, progress and it'll all be set up soon. Um, But... What did, I, did I do anything Friday? No, I worked Friday night. I didn't do much this weekend either except the art show um, in D.C. Um, and then help out with you. And today I was kind of just chilling in the house because I was tired. I need another day. I wish I was off tomorrow because people got better if they off. But not I. So that was my weekend. So what's happening in the media? I'll be brief. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to just say, shout out to Gabrielle Union and Dwayne. Yeah. Dwayne of the birth of their baby girl. Yes. So um, happy. Via surrogacy. Mm-hmm. And we have read her book. So if yeah. you read her book or have seen some of her interviews, you know that she has struggled with yeah. carrying her own child. She's had several, several miscarriages. Mm-hmm. They've done in vitro several rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not able to conceive a child. Yeah. And so I think it's dope. Well wasn't able to carry one. She wasn't able to carry one. Yeah. So I think it's dope that they was able to find a surrogate so they could still experience, especially her, because I mean she has stepchildren, but she doesn't have children of her own. Mm-hmm. And she didn't realize that she wanted kids <coughs> until she had stepchildren. <coughs> so. Excuse me. And so they have a little girl that I'm sure they will spoil right. Oh yeah. And I just wanna cause this is weird because I saw such weird Statuses about her being a girl. No, about uh, her, I saw some of those. Well, I saw some about and being her being in a hospital and having like a gown on, and people were saying like, "Oh, yeah, she act like she gave birth." I'm like, one, she never said she gave birth. She said it was, <laughs> it was clear. Yeah. Two, she has the hospital gown on for the skin to skin contact because she wasn't carrying the child. Yeah. And so they treat the parents. Definitely, because they want you to build that bond. They treat the hospital will treat the parents like birth parents, so they have the most closest experience as possible. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like read a book. Well, I mean, I was telling people that too, but I just realized that enough people weren't informed about surrogacy. But But don't make, don't make. So then watch your mouth. (laughs) Like that's what I'm saying. Like if you don't know enough about it, Mm -hmm. but then even if you knew nothing about it. Why would you see such a wonderful post? Mm-hmm. They have a child, they look happy, and said she's actually with her hospital gown. Right. What type of miserable <laughs> person are you? No, some people was even commenting like, dang, I didn't even know that she was pregnant. I said, Did and you're you not an idiot. The cat and you're an idiot. So I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I like, stop. Oh my gosh. But congratulations to them because I just think that's dope. Especially yeah. just, I can't imagine. How happy and... And I can't imagine just all that she's been through prior to yeah, getting here. Yeah. Just has to be charred on the body. Mm-hmm. Mentally, emotionally. So mm-hmm. I think it's dope. Yeah. And yes. I'm happy for them. Also, just a happy Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. My parents are veterans. Yeah. My father's a war veteran. So mm-hmm. veterans are in a special place in my heart. So shout out to veterans. Yes. Also, this week has been... Just a lot. It has been. Uh, not much of like fun pop culture, more mm-hmm. heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's another mass shooting. Yeah. The wildfires in California mm-hmm. are vicious. Um, you had the election where in some areas I feel like there's some uh, more diversity. Yeah, definitely. There were some, definitely some moments mm-hmm. um, in the elections. There's some where I'm like, huh? <laughs> You know, Florida is going through an official 
like recount. I'm yeah. curious to see where that where that falls. Mm-hmm. We know Florida could be a little tricky. <laughs> they have had several elections where it just seems sus. Mm-hmm. And then you had there's a similar situation in Arizona that hasn't really got media attention. Right. Right. And then you have Georgia, of course. Mm-hmm. Who it seems like. I don't know. I just want people, like, all in all, to be informed and active. That's all I can ask for. And that's not just talking about voting, but that's talking about in your communities. Know who you are voting for if you decide to vote. All of that, because that's how we get to where we are with all these states now. But it's so much other stuff that can be done, so... Well, I'm a person where I think you should vote. Mm-hmm. I think you should know who you're voting for. So I agree <laughs> with being educated. Mm-hmm. But I think you should vote, period. Like, I know people have other opinions. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. I, I think you should vote, period. Mm-hmm. And you should be educated. And while you're doing your part there, I agree with you again. You do your part in the community. Right. There are many things that can help push the needle uh, further mm-hmm. in the direction of just a better... America. Yeah. I don't know. I'm one of those people that don't care if people vote, but I just need you to be informed if you do vote. Why don't you care? Because I think it's perfectly fine to choose not to, because I mean, that's the right to vote. You're choosing not to. So I think it's fine if you're choosing not to. I don't see anything wrong with it. Especially if you're not informed. Like, please just stay home. (laughs) But don't you feel like you're here and what you've not voting on is like impacting you do you feel like oh yeah of course it can that's a mature decision making to choose not to vote you say immature do you feel like that's mature to say i'm not going to vote i don't think it's immature or not mature to vote i don't think it's either one or the other i just don't i guess and this is what we'll agree disagree yeah i still understand how you can be an adult mm-hmm. having to be governed by a nation and state mm-hmm. and not have an opinion and not do your part oh you can still have an opinion though. i don't i don't think you should because if you're not going to take the moment mm-hmm. to read and vote like i don't really care what you think it mm-hmm. don't take that long to read up and cast a ballot Granted, I do feel there's a lot of corruption. So I'm not, uh, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this is where we are. And I, and I feel like people still choosing not to vote. I just, I'll never get it. And I'll never really, I'm not going to say, yeah, I don't really respect it either. Yeah, I just, for me personally, I'd rather put my energy into helping people be informed instead of helping people vote. That's just me. Helping people be informed on what? On who they're voting for, on what policies they agree with, instead of just saying... Because, like, I heard people say, oh, well, I didn't vote for this person because I didn't know what they stood for. But did you look it up? I agree, but you just say help people be informed, mm-hmm. but not helping people vote. Like, what... I'm just, like... Like, for example, in undergrad... No, I don't think it's necessarily the same, but in undergrad, we had uh, Meet the Candidates Night. Stuff like that, like, just go and meet them and actually see but them. But don't vote. I don't, I'm saying I don't care to put energy into the people that are choosing not to vote. Not my ministry. Don't care. Okay. My focus is on the people that vote and are in uninformed. I would rather put my energy into that. That's just my choice. But you still feel like if someone doesn't vote. I don't care. You don't think anything of them. Mm-mm. I don't care. I think it's wiggity wag. <laughs> I don't care. Not I think it's wag. Put my energy into that. I think it's wag. <laughs> I'll never agree with anyone who don't vote. But we live in a country, in a world where you can do whatever you want, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And think whatever you want. Some people could do whatever they want. I was about to say. I don't. <laughs> you can certainly think whatever you want. So, right. <laughs> That's pretty much all I have because I feel like um, on the top of the fact that I've been very busy, so I haven't been, you know, as updated. But when I did a little skim, it seemed like that was pretty much the week. <laughs> Mostly election stuff mm-hmm. and just more tragedy because that's just lovely. <laughs> Not lovely. <laughs> I, honestly, it gives me anxiety. It gives me anxiety. Yeah. But... What can you do? Yeah. Um, so we had our question of the week. Would you rather be able to converse with non-human animals or would you rather have <clears throat> lifelong fluency in every human language? 
Now, the mass majority of everyone chose fluency in every human language. I personally would have did the animals. So I was having oh, to see, like, yeah. like, a little animal support. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find one that was... Oh, so all shoot Miss Vanessa, I'd like to talk with animals. Nothing too serious, just to tell them all form of insects stay out of my house and out of my way. <laughs> so she basically just wants to warn them. Um, Headshot1906 said, call me Dr. Doolittle, about to be an animal whisperer around this joint. Foreign animals can translate foreign languages to me. But it would still only be animal languages. Here's it wouldn't the thing. <laughs> I want that move. I'm going to be Eliza <laughs> Thornberry. Making bad money, healing, and saving animals. Right. I can speak to them. <laughs> All right? I get it. Obviously, obviously, the general benefit of knowing every single language, hello. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mad jobs. You can talk to everybody. Guys, you can go anywhere. You can diplomat. Like. Go anywhere and know what they're talking about. I totally get it. But there's mm-hmm. something a part of it's like, whoa, talking to animals? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'd be the highest paid veterinarian. I would have a show. I would be literally Eliza Thornberry yeah. with my monkey companion <laughs> helping the animals. Right. I think it's more, I think it would be more rare to, you know, be That's what I'm saying. I think that's why I like it more. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be cool. But I did, I would choose the fluency in um, every human language. So, TV. Um, this is us didn't come on this week, but we didn't. Did you catch up on from the from the week before? Yeah, I thought it was standard. It, yeah, it was nothing like eventful. Yeah, it's like a filler episode. Mm-hmm. Did you watch a million little things? What happened? I may be updated. Um. Oh, the I again. We said we was gonna pull up names so I can stop saying the black guy, but <laughs> the black guy. I'm pulling up his name now. Um. He. Had he basically had kidney stones, um, but they didn't know what was going on. So his name on the show is Rome, which is funny because his real name is Romany. But um, he had kidney stones, and so they rushed him to the hospital. But like his wife wasn't sure if he like took a bunch of pills and just needed to get his stomach pumped. So like everybody went to the hospital, and that's kind of when she found out that um, he had been talking to a therapist already and like other people knew about um his suicidal ideations and that hurt her yeah she was upset yeah yeah so that was pretty much the main part of what happened and then the um sonogram of the little bastard baby gotta be a bastard baby. He is, or she. I don't know. I mean, good God. I'm gonna say this. That Delilah's baby mm-hmm. is Eddie's. I don't care what no one says. It is, yeah. They confirmed it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then I did this. <laughs> yeah, they confirmed. She just, but they're agreeing not to tell everyone. So Eddie knows it's his kid. Mm-hmm. But they said that they've they already heard they because they feel like they've already hurt everyone too much that they can't put that on top of it but i feel like that's gonna hurt the child it will hurt the child but like the friends are stupid and <laughs> I, I i don't really think they even believe mm-hmm. i think that's just a too big of a lie and it's gonna slip through it just yeah. is yeah it just is yeah and you should have been doing that in the first place <laughs> Or at least use protection. Like, I or no, I think they said the condom broke. Excuse me. No, at least use protection. <laughs> he is sleeping with his best I know. wife. I, I know. That's Sleep wrong. Sleep with someone else. And you're married. I That's know. trash. Both Ain't no yeah. use protection. <laughs> Don't be so trash. What is girl? Ooh. I'm just saying, if you want to hit, hit hit that close to home, you gotta be extra Get extra careful. Keep your spirit. If you want to do it, do it right. Get your spirit alive. <laughs> that is complete trash. Uh, um, did you catch up on any Thursday shows? Grace and Anatomy, how no to get child. away? I'm, I didn't I'm think so. In a, in, a, <laughs> in a tornado. I will say this though. I'm behind on everything in life, y'all. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I just am. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. I missed 
um, um, Housewives of Atlanta. I'm behind on Married to Medicine. I know you don't watch that trash, mm-hmm. but I love it. <laughs> I thrive off of it. I'm behind, and I just shines of sunset. I mean, it's just what is that? Another reality show you don't uh, watch. But what is it about? Persian <laughs> people in California. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, one of the shows that I watch, Ready to Love, that's on OWN, like the little dating show that I was telling y'all about. One of the guys, he's like the most popular guy between all of the women because right now it's ten women and three guys left. I he, don't like. I don't like how weird. uneven it is either at this point. I'm like, it should be more like three and five. I think that's exaggerated, but you know, whatever. That's how they do on the show. But um, he's everyone's favorite, and like the girls got into a bit of a spat because he had told one that like you're my number one. But then he told this other girl, like, we really have a connection. Like, he was telling all of these things. And he's, they were, just, he's just being what men do, right? He's just doing what dudes facts, do, facts. basically. So, um, basically, like, the host of the show, he was like, you have to be honest with them. And so, he was being honest with one of the women. And she was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. She pulled out her phone. She like, look at all these FaceTime calls. You all these text messages from you. So she's like, so what are you, why is what you're saying right now not matching up with that? Huh. He was like, I'm just trying to keep it real with you. So she was like, so you was lying to me. She said, I'm through with you. I'm through with this. Don't speak to me no more. And she was like, and if I was on one of the reality TV shows, I would throw this drink on you, but I'm too classy for that. And then she walked away and he was like, she got so angry. Yeah, she got angry because you was misleading this woman and she ain't got time for that. Don't you love me? <laughs> Don't you love it? How like and granted, not all. Right. So chill. <laughs> but if you're feeling threatened by it, you probably are. Facts. You go. Facts. Because if you let me just say this. If I'm like men is trash, if you generally know you're not trash, you are not triggered by my statement. Right. But deep down, you know you trash, <laughs> you're upset at my statement. That's what I'm gonna say with that. But that's terrible. How you it's like some guys will poke the bear, then when mm-hmm. the bear snap, they're like what did I do? Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. And even in that, she was like kind of apologizing for how she reacted. She's like, I know I'm snapping, but this is just mine. And it's like, don't apologize, sis. Right. Right. You're lying. <laughs> right. And so the host of the show, he was like, why are you here? And he literally said, I came on the show because I wanted to make sure every woman know there was something special about them. What? A, you know what? I'm like... No, like that that Trash. sounds good and all, but no, that's that like the, but that's, that's like, like that's how good guys get away with nigga. That cause they feel like because I'm trying to make all of y'all feel special, I'm doing good. What's wrong? I ain't caused no issue when in reality you're misleading a good amount of these women. And so you are causing issues, it's just more covert than if it was an F nigga. So um, the host of the show, it kind of cut off because it was leaving it as a cliffhanger. But he started to say, but that's not the purpose of the show. The purpose of the show is for you to find one person that's your match, not for you to go and try to make every woman feel special, even though you're not interested in them, because that feels misleading. For real. So, it's getting good. <laughs> but um, I'm wondering how long it's going to last, because I'm like, y'all got to start trapping people because it's so uneven. But it's really interesting, so it's... I'll be waiting to see how he turns out because he is very much so a charmer and he had all them women fawning after him and like battling against one another all for him. He probably love that. Mm, I'm sure. But he just knows that it's so easy for him that he's like, well, I don't even realize what I'm doing. It's like, yeah, sure you don't. Because you're just so nice to every woman and they are all special and blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> I'll keep continue to watch that and keep you guys. Have you, um, are you going to watch the Michelle show with her fiance? I said I was going to try it out mm-hmm. just to see. It's good because they're, they just had their second episode. I've been watching it. It's pretty good because it comes on right before the show. I was just talking about. Then I'll, I will try to watch that this week. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so, guys, we have a guest today that you'll be hearing very shortly, and we hope you enjoy our conversation. So, guys, today we have Anastasia from Camara Spa, and we just want you guys to learn more about her and all that she has to offer. Hi, Anastasia. How are you? 
I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Of course. We're happy to have you on the show. So I guess we're just going to jump right in. And I'm sure you get asked this a lot, but how did you get into this industry? How did you know that this was the path you wanted your career to take? Wow, my path was like pretty windy. I actually come from like a tech background, but the whole time I'm working like in the audio industry and, you know, working on computers, I'm doing makeup. Like, I'm going to fashion shows, I'm, you know, doing movies and doing runway stuff, and I wanted to become a better makeup artist, so I went to a set school. And then from there, like, I fell in love with everything, skincare and beauty, and actually found out that it's pretty technical, too, so it was, like, a perfect fit for me. Nice. So what, is there anything in particular that inspired you to ultimately just start your own business instead of maybe working at another spa or for someone else? Well, I've been doing this for nine years, and I've worked for, like, so many different spas and salons and, like, waxing studios, and to be honest, like, I got tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, I could, I could do this better. Um, my mom actually um, is a retired hairstylist, and she owned her own salon. And my dad is a mortgage broker, and he owned his own uh, mortgage company. So I've seen, like, black people own and thrive, so it wasn't scary for me. I just knew it was time. Right. Nice. Yeah. Um, so even though you went to school previously and then started your business, do you – um, encourage continuing edu- education or um, do you feel like once you go you pretty much know all the basics oh like you definitely have to continue going to school and learning especially like with like beauty schools they mm-hmm. really only teach you what you need to know to like pass your state board um, mm-hmm. test so when you get out into the real world it's like when you really learn and if you want to you know, set yourself apart, you need to continue to get, you know, certifications and go to conferences and just learn from other people. Right. That makes sense. So Mm -hmm. you said that this industry is still a lot technical. So do you use a lot of the skills that you had from your previous industry um, while working here? Yeah, definitely. Um, I did a lot of the graphic design for, like, my branding. Um, I designed my website. Um, I also, like, you know, create my own, like, digital um, products. So, like, I have an ebook and um, some other things that I made and offered um, to my clients. But then also, too, like, in my business, I work with a lot of, like, machinery so, like, a hydro abrasion machine is one of those things. Um, a sonic spatula, there's a lot of equipment that you can use in this industry to help, like, give people better skin. So, speaking of your book, because that was my next question, <laughs> um, Spa Remover is an ebook of yours. What can people expect from that? Because I'm a person who has issues with some dark spots so I'm already ready to purchase but what can we if you can give us a little preview of what people can expect out of the book sure so like my book is for the person who's pretty much like done they've tried everything and they don't know what else to do they want it given to them in like a nice neat package step one step two step three that's what my book offers, um, and it's broken actually into two sections. One section is for you and your skincare professional to um, follow along with the plans and the guidelines, and then the second half of the book is for the client by themselves to follow along the treatments and the recommendations for themselves at home to keep up with the treatments that they've been getting with their skincare professional. Nice. So, mm-hmm. getting into some skin questions, <laughs> do, is, <laughs> do you feel like there's difference in, like, the skin, uh, I don't want to say consistency, but I don't know, the skin between women of color and Caucasian women, are there, do you see visual, visual differences? Yeah, definitely. There is a ton of differences between skin of people of color 
versus like our more European counterparts. Um, African-American skin is uh, slightly thicker. It also has more um, pores, so we actually can be more oily than our counterparts. But we're actually a little bit more sensitive and dry, too. So um, there's definitely a different way that I would approach the skin of an African-American woman or Hispanic woman or an Asian woman versus uh, a Caucasian client. But, again, like I had to get that education after I graduated because Mm -hmm. a lot of the industry is geared towards one way of learning. Right. (laughs) In the polite way. (laughs) Um, so with products that kind of are everywhere on the shelves, do you feel like mm-hmm. a lot of those don't take those distinguish di- those distinguishing differences into, um, like they don't factor it in when marketing their products? Um, I don't know. Like recently there's been a big boom and upswing in like more uh, skincare brands for people of color. But like if you're going to like a Walmart or Walgreens or CVS, you're not really going to find a lot. But like apart from all that, I don't think any of those products are good for anybody, black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian. You really have to go to like a place that offers professional um, results-driven skincare brands. But, like, I've recently gone to um, a ton more of events where people are launching brands for the black community because we have the buying power and we're also becoming, like, more educated Mm -hmm. on our skin and our hair and our wellness. So, you know, we have to take advantage of this market and definitely, you know, market to our people. So what are your your product suggestions with some of the companies and brands you may have tried or experienced not only for us but for our listeners maybe they'll give it a shot as well um so that's a little bit hard for me to say because my whole focus and philosophy as a skincare person is to focus on ingredients um which is also why i've made um like a digital pdf called the skin skincare shopping guide so it breaks down, like, ingredients and um, skin types and what they do for you. Um, because, you know, not every line is going to agree with every single person. You know, what's good for the gander, you know, goose may not be good for the gander. But, um, like, I found uh, Dermalogica to be a good line. Olin Hinkerson. Um, Peter Thomas Ross is another good line. Um, i sell a retail line in my spa that's um, only available in spas and it's called Skin Strips, which I love because it's a good balance between natural um, skincare and scientifically proven effective skincare uh, without any harmful ingredients and it's a great price point and my staff's available on my website um, for purchase. And what's your website for our lovely listeners? (laughs) (laughs) It's Chimerspa.com uh, and the spelling is K I M like Mary E E R A S P A.com. All right. So, how often do you think people should get an assessment on their skin? Should it be once a month, once a season, once a year? Um, so, when you say like an assessment, do you mean like a facial or just like a consultation? A consultation. So generally, um, I do a consultation whenever I'm first meeting a client, um, and that can be 30 minutes to an hour where we're just talking about their lifestyle, um, their food habits, allergies, you know, stress level, whether or not their boyfriend is getting on the nerves, like all those things <laughs> play a factor in, you know, determining their skin um, health and their wellness. Um, and then we'll do that again, like, either once a year or whenever there are changes in their lifestyle. Um, and after that, I is when I put together, like, a treatment plan and program for them that we follow. So does that plan incorporate them coming to you regularly, or is it things that they can do at home themselves? So, I mean, with the consultation, they can decide whether or not they want to come and work with me. Um, I do also offer virtual consultations because I deal with some clients who are out of the state, um, so they don't come to me. 
So that's something that that's information that they can take with them to go to another specialist or they just want to know, okay, what can I do at home um, to, you know, make a few, you know, minor changes in my lifestyle and, you know, I can fashion a program that fits their lifestyle around that. Gotcha. So, sorry, I, I lost my uh, train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, now that we're getting um, into the fall, honestly, winter, it's cold. When, mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's differences between general skincare health and like the spring and summer versus the fall and winter? Yeah, um, winter time, people tend to get dry and dehydrated because the heat is coming on. You got heat in the house that's on. You got heat in the car. And you're starting to, starting to take, you know, hotter showers. And you may not want to drink as much water because, you know, cold water, you're going to feel cold. You want to stay warm. You want to drink hot tea. So, you know, people's skin gets really dry. So in the winter and the fall time is a good time to start um, switching to a creamier, um, more oil-based skincare regimen. Um, Also using more hydrating toners and serums, but also not slacking off on drinking your water and especially drinking alkaline water because your body loves alkaline. So alkaline water is going to be able to stay in your system and help, you know, your organs and your skin is also one of those organs. Gotcha. So what are some of, like, the biggest myths when it comes to skincare? Because, like, I know people that they use a different washcloth every day or they make sure they change their pillowcases once a week. But, like, is Mm -hmm. all of that necessary? Yeah, actually it is. Um, For some of my clients who have really severe acne, they need to change their pillowcases. They sometimes need to buy whole new pillows every month. Um, I make them spray down their cell phones with alcohol or if they work at an office, you know, their um, office phone and keyboard, you know, keeping your hands off your face. Those are all really, you know, big determining factors. But, like, one one of the big myths is, like, chocolate makes you break out. Mm-hmm. A little bit of chocolate every now and then is not going to make you break out. But if you're going crazy with sugar, chocolate, sodas, um, even juices, that's going to make you have um, more breakout. And the other big myth that I kind of want to address for people um, are the myths around chemical peels. Um, a lot of people, when they hear chemical peels, they get really scared. Um, they think, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to burn, you know, that their skin is going to peel off in sheets. But, like, just like everything in life, there's levels. Um, my mentor, um, she is, uh, she was uh, Michelle Obama's esthetician, and she gave her chemical peels every two weeks. But she was like, you didn't see Michelle out there with peely, flaky skin. Right. And that's because there's different levels to it. And so I don't want people to, you know, be afraid of trying more advanced treatments because someone that's gone out on Amazon and given themselves a chemical peel and caused them, you know, serious damage. So what are the benefits of a chemical peel? Because, like, when you said that, it made me think of a Sex in the City episode because I love that show. Yeah. And <laughs> Savannah got a chemical peel, and the next day her face was, like, beat like beet red purplish it looked not too pretty and i know you just said it's levels to it but what is the benefit of even getting a chemical peel sure so like the different peels do different things for your skin um but may, like at the basic level of it a chemical peel loosens the bonds between your skin cells to allow them to shed more quickly so on the far extreme end, it's going to shed super quickly to where it comes off all at one time like a sheet or in flakes. And then you have at the lower end section where it's just like a more uh, gradual, you know, flaking, um, but you can't see it to the naked eye. Um, and different peels are geared towards people who have breakouts. There are peels for people with sensitive skin. There's peels for people that have a lot of dark spots or hyperpigmentation. 
Um, and there's aqua pills for people who are really dry. There's um, so many different, like, blends and cocktails that you can do with a chemical pill um, and still live your life normally without um, downtime. Downtime is what we call um, the flicking. Mm. So um, you mentioned earlier that you have, like, a guide for ingredients to look for in skincare products. Um, does that cross mm -hmm. over to hair products too? Because I noticed, for example, one hair product that I use that works amazingly on my hair. But like mm -hmm. that night when I go to sleep, I'll break out. And it happens every single time. <laughs> so I don't have anything yet, which is mm -hmm. crazy because I'm actually working on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's it's um, a list of skincare products for natural women that are... Uh, non-communogenic. Non-communogenic means doesn't cause breakout. Gotcha. Um, but a general rule of thumb, um, if you're a naturalista and you are breaking out from your hair care products, is to avoid um, one, coconut oil, unfortunately. Hmm. Um, <laughs> because coconut oil is communogenic and it's going to cause breakout. Um, or heavy waxes like your edge controls. I mean, that doesn't mean you don't that doesn't mean you have to stay away from them entirely, but, like, maybe it means making slight changes to, like, your morning routine. So, like, instead of washing your face and then getting a shower and styling your hair, maybe style your hair first and then follow up with your skincare routine. Mm -hmm. And then throughout the day, being mindful of, like, the oils running down your forehead. So keeping some gentle cleansing wipes on you in your bag so you can wipe your forehead and your hairline to avoid the breakout. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Good tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a such thing as like doing too much to your skin? Because because there's so many products mm -hmm. and there's like morning scrub and night scrub and mm -hmm. serums and masks <laughs> that you do once a week, twice a week. Is there is it ever like too much? Is there Oh, yeah, definitely. Actually, that's, like, majority of what I deal with um, with clients coming in the door because there's so much misinformation out there. They've been maybe using the wrong product or they've been doing too much, like you said, too much exfoliation, and their skin is, like, raw. Um, the, the barrier, we, uh, your skin has a natural barrier, and when you do too much, you impair that barrier. You break it down. So that's why I have so many people that come in like, girl, my skin is sensitive. I can't use nothing on my face. <laughs> and I'm like, no, <laughs> you're not a sensitive skin type. Your skin has been sensitized from everything that you're doing to it. So you just need to pull back and keep it simple. Mm, gotcha. How much should you exfoliate? Because I've read you should do it like once a week. Mm. Is, is that like a good amount? Um, just rule of thumb is two to three times a week. Um, but if you're someone who is, like, you know, sensitive, and sensitive generally applies to someone, um, of a fair complexion, um, different, uh, DNA, ge like, geological background. They're from, like, your Norway, your Sweden, your things like that. They're very fair. They shouldn't expose, they should only be exfoliating maybe once a week, but with, like, an enzyme or a very gentle exfoliation versus, like, a scrub. And actually, while I'm on this topic, uh, do not use salt and sugar scrubs. Really? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I literally have some in my bathroom. And Sainai's <laughs> apricot scrub. And the reason being is because under a microscope, the edges of those particles are like razors, daggers. And when you're using that product, it's causing tears and rips and abrasions in your skin. And that causes your skin to then have to heal itself, which will uh, lead to loss of collagen, sensitivity, and hyperpigmentation. Um, so you generally want to use a gentle exfoliator, uh, something like jojoba beads or exfoliating beads, or even better, an enzyme like pineapple enzyme, pumpkin enzyme, 
um, a lot of fruit-based, like berry enzymes, are more gentle because they um, dissolve away and polish skin instead of scraping it and ripping it off of the skin. Hmm. That's good. really good to know. <laughs> it is. I have stuff to throw away. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's another part of my consultation. I'm just like, bring it on in. Okay, this is going in the trash. Honey, this is going in the trash. This is going in the trash. I'm so sorry. See if you can get your money back for this going in the trash. <laughs> so what about now I'm just going to start asking questions about stuff I have in my bathroom. <laughs> what about like products with like the charcoal in it? Whether it's mm. the powder or some paste. Is that actually good for the skin? Because they, they're already using like toothpaste. Sometimes I just wonder when these trends come on and everyone's using mm-hmm. them. It's like, do we even know if they're really good? Like you just said, like not to use coconut oil. Everyone mm-hmm. eats it. You know what I mean? Cook yeah. with it. Skin with it. You know yeah. what I mean? What about charcoal? Exactly. Put your problems, just all your problems, just rub them with coconut oil. And yeah. <laughs> um, actually, the charcoal, a lot, I mean, the charcoal thing right now, unfortunately, for skin is a fad. We don't detox in that way from our skin. Um, so, um, using a charcoal mask is not going to pull out impurities. The way we move our impurities is through the normal way we get rid of waste, which is, you know, sweat, um, go into the restroom, those type of things. Um, but for your teeth and for internal use, charcoal is great. You can actually buy charcoal, activated charcoal tablets and take them whenever you're feeling sluggish or if you've been, had a night of drinking and you need to, you know, cleanse your body, charcoal will absorb those toxins and they'll pass with you naturally um and it's great for your teeth but as far as for your skin it's not necessarily an effective um way of detoxing your 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 skin sheesh man (laughs) (laughs) we've even we've been had i mean that stuff is like it's everywhere yeah so it is and it's unfortunately it's a fad we you know we've had all those different at one point, it was now like at one point it was the coconut oil, and then before that it was the shea butter, and then we've had you know apple cider vinegar fad, the baking soda fad, um, and now it's um, activated charcoal. Mm-hmm. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. A lot of what's been in the beauty industry, vitamin C, you know, antioxidant ingredients, those are the proven, tested ingredients that work. Gotcha. So, when washing our face with a washcloth, how often should we be changing it? Or some people say that we shouldn't use a washcloth at all. We should just use our fingers. What do you use? Exactly. <laughs> so, cleansing your skin with a washcloth is not necessary. Is not recommended. Um, cleansing your skin twice, doing a double cleanse with your fingertips for at least sixty seconds each time is adequate enough time to properly cleanse your skin. Um, a clarisonic brush, unfortunately, is another kind of exfoliation, and I've seen a lot of people come in with really sensitive, sensitized skin because of using the clarisonic brush daily. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also like the Ferio um, silicone like cleansing brush, which has really soft bristles. That's a better like cleansing method if you want to, you know, really get off your makeup, or if you've had like a really rough day, you want to make sure you get a good cleanse. Um, but cleansing your skin two times for 60 seconds with your fingers is perfectly adequate for making your skin clean. Hmm. And so should the night routine and the morning routine, should they be the same or should it be different? Um, it, it can depend. Um, normally you want to do a lot of your work um, in the evening time for your skin because when you sleep is when your skin goes through that healing process. So if you're going to do um, a serum or a mask or something to treat a specific concern, you want to do that in the PM because then you're going to go to sleep and your skin is going to heal and it's going to have those added benefits available um, when you get rest. And then I think my last question, well, one of my last questions um, I've used the African clay mask on my hair, but some people say it's good for your skin too. Have you had any experience with that? 
Um, so clay is, is a good in, ingredient for masking. Um, uh, there's like the Aztec clay, there's mm-hmm. the African clay, there's the Bismarck clay and Russell clay. Um, those are great masks for your um, face and body. But the um, I know a lot of people are using the Aztec clay with apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Um, and that's when you run into problems because the apple cider vinegar is on the acid side of the pH scale, so is lemon juice. And that uh, apple cider vinegar and lemon is right below battery acid on your pH scale. So you don't want to be putting that acid on your skin and impairing your skin's um, barrier function. I tell people if you want to use the clay in the mask, just mix it with water. Or if you need some added hydration, use um, aloe vera juice. Um, to mix it with your clay um, so that you're not um, stripping or harming your skin. Wow. Um, is there ever a case that the moisturizer you use on your face should also be the moisturizer you use on your body? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. you like, no. <laughs> the, the moisturizer you use on your body shouldn't make its way to your face. And the soap that you use on your body also should not make its way to your face. Huh. Hmm. Okay. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> we got to go and look at all our stuff. And stuff. For real. I feel like I'm doing everything wrong. <laughs> For real. I've, got, I've gotten a lot of experience with telling people they're doing everything wrong, but in the nicest way possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so... With the whole, like, you don't use the same moisturizer for your body, for your face, or for your soap as well. Are the ingredients, like, vastly different? Is I mean, I guess, because, like, most people, they put shea butter everywhere, cocoa butter everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, one and done type of thing. Um, it's more so the consistency. Um, and the skin on your face, it's actually very different from the skin on your body. Per square inch, you have a more um, denser, um, like you have more pores and veins and nerve endings and capillaries on your face than you do on your body. So your body, your, the skin on your body is more tough. It can handle, um, you know, dust, soap, and jergens, but your face can't. It's gonna claw. It's the dust, the soap is gonna strip your Based on all the good natural oils that it needs, and then the body and the body lotion is going to clog your pores, and then also sit on top of the skin, preventing any moisture or air from getting in or out. So that's when you get that severe, you know, dryness and flakiness, along with blackheads and whiteheads, because it's trapped um, your skin from being able to function properly. Um, and then also a lot of the products that we use for our body, it's just made with general filler ingredients because these big box stores, they make big, big orders of these um, products and they're not concentrating on oh, the amount of active ingredients that's going in. That's why it costs what it costs. Your skin needs a bit more. Um, the skin on your face needs a bit more attention than what you would do for your body. And there's even spa and professional um, products for your body that can help with, like, stretch marks and dryness and ingrown hairs. Um, Dermalogica has a whole line geared for body care. Um, And that's also what we do as estheticians. We care for the skin and your body, too. Mm -hmm. So any product that says it's for the face and body, just run away. (laughs) Bold face lie, and that's why I hate those men's multifunctional mm-hmm. products. I was like, they have those lie. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So, without <clears throat> telling people how much you cost, because that's none of their business, <laughs> they can email you. <laughs> but I think sometimes, I think sometimes people look at an esthetician like it's luxury, and they don't, mm-hmm. and they feel like it's not something that they could uh, maybe afford, mm-hmm. or maybe feel like it's a necessity. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like having an esthetician and seeing it maybe once a month or quarterly is something that people should budget for? Because I'm actually in- intrigued myself. Just wanted to understand because mm-hmm. I, I just feel like people think of it as like 
a luxury. Yeah, yeah. Like when a, it's, a birthday treat. <laughs> right when it, it seems like it's more of a, a necessity, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm an esthetician. So of course I believe your skincare is a necessity. You know, the face your the face is the first thing people see, and you can't get a new one. That's the one that you're gonna have for life. Um. And I see estheticians and skincare professionals as healthcare professionals because of the education and the background that we've gotten. But unfortunately, because of a lot of the big companies and corporations, you know, massage envies and stuff like that, they turned it into a cookie cutter experience. And you're not going to get the expertise that you would if you went to an individual um, esthetician. So going to an esthetician every month is definitely recommended. Um, if you have a skincare, you know, concern or area, um, if you have a skincare um, issue like acne or dryness or sensitivity that you're trying to correct, you can come every two weeks for treatment. But uh, a lot of estheticians offer like subscriptions and packages and treatment plans that can help make it more affordable for you. I've even, you know, visited some places where they have a la carte program where you can just pay for what you want to get. Mm -hmm. But um, if it's important to you, you'll make room for it in your budget. And so that's why when I do a consultation, I ask them, like, I mean, kind of flat out, like, how much are you willing to spend? Because that will also, you know, show me your commitment level. And then from there, we can, you know, price things out and package things out. Because I know it gets expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's expensive for you, but it's also like, you know, at the same token, I got to make a living. So, of course. Um, <laughs> of course. I try, to make it, I try to make it good for the both of us. But I will say it's not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you so much for being with us today. Did you have? I was just going to say, is there any... Anything else you want to share with our audience about what you do or your business? Kind of just giving you, you know, a little moment to spotlight your business again and share your contact information for everyone. Sure. Um, so, um, Chimera Spa is, loca- is located in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, I am a huge advocate for skincare um, of women, women of color um, addressing their hyperpigmentation and acne. Um, and I do that in a way that, um, you know, result-driven. So, you know, if you have questions for me, I'm an open book. Um, you can, you know, schedule a consultation with me online on my website at chimerasbaugh.com. And I'm also super active on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is um, my is at chimerasbaugh. Um, so, you know, just, you know, hit me up and ask me questions. Uh, I'm pretty easy going, so, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for being with us today, and we'll be in contact with you for potential skincare um, needs in the future. For real. Yeah, sure enough. I'm here for it. (laughs) And as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.